There's been, there's always some discussion around uh, this gospel reading when it comes up amongst priests and theologians. I remember uh, hearing about it, discussing it, debating it in seminary, because the first half of this, anyway, is something that's difficult for us to imagine. It's difficult for us to imagine uh, Jesus with this Syrophoenician woman, the way that she is uh, treated by him at first. And so there are are many ways to look at this. Uh, Some, in some ways, of course, some people say uh, they're uh, flirting with heresy. But I think what we're seeing here is what we believe about Jesus, that he was perfect God and perfect man. By that, I mean he had all of the experiences and thoughts and, uh, and uh, you know, life challenges that we face as well. And he lived in his own time and in his own place and in his own culture and spoke his own language. And so we can't, part of the mystery of Jesus is that we can't take that out. We know, of course, being part of the Godhead, he was perfect. We believe he lived in every way as we do, yet without sin. And yet, by becoming incarnate, by becoming a human being, he takes on all the baggage that human beings carry with them. And so I think that one of the things that we take with us Of course, we have our cultural influences. We have the influences of our our time and our uh, current events. But much deeper inside, I believe that we have some some instinctual things, some instinctual uh, habits and tendencies that come to us from many, many thousands of years ago, from the origin of our species. And one of the things that we've tried to do as we have grown uh, as culturally and uh, philosophically throughout the millennia is that we've tried to fight a lot of these impulses. These impulses serve a purpose in the wild, and you can see it in the animal kingdom, just the same as you can with human beings. For example... um, when we were a nomadic people in the earliest days, before cities and towns were developed, the, the weak and the sick would be left behind to fend for themselves. Because if we took the time to care for them, we would put the rest of the group in, in jeopardy. And so the weak were rejected. The sick were rejected. If someone was born uh, with a deformity, they were, would be rejected. And in your gut, you have to say that uh, even to this day, uh, being confronted with something like that makes you a little uncomfortable. But what we try to do through our goodness, through our morality that we have developed through our Christian faith is to rise above that base sort of instinctual revulsion and look with the eyes of God. We heard in the epistle today 
the admonition uh, to some people saying, well, if two people come into your assembly, one is dressed in gold rings and fine clothes, and one is poor and dirty. And if you treat the one with the fine clothes better, you have sinned against God because you have not loved your neighbor as yourself. And so you see, it's, it should be always on our minds and in our hearts, this struggle, because being a human being will never be completely free of this type of thing. I think not until we are perfected in the next life. And so just like we struggle, I believe in this case we can see that Jesus struggled. And you see this woman whose daughter was possessed by a demon. Now imagine your own child, if you have a child or a brother or sister or a loved one, gravely ill, and you've tried everything, and Jesus comes to town. And this woman, even though she was not a Jew, even though she did not share his religion or culture, had heard of him, and in her desperation, she's willing to try anything. And so she goes and kneels down at his feet and begs for a miracle. And the hard part about this gospel reading is what we hear Jesus say to her, which sounds cruel. He says to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs, to the dogs. But instead of being dejected, instead of going away, uh, this mother was determined. And she says, yes, sir, but even the dogs eat the crumbs under the children's table. And his heart and his attitude are changed. Now, what I like to say about the overall story of salvation is that we find, we see God's plan being open to us, revealed to us bit by bit, because I think it would be just too much to take all at once. And so here we see God's gift of healing being extended beyond the borders of one culture and one people. And we know that in the earliest days of Christianity, there was a great deal of debate and struggle over just who could be a Christian. Many people thought that it was, would be an extension of Judaism and that people had to be uh, devout Jews and sort of convert to Christianity, and obviously that didn't happen. But, but you can see, though, it couldn't be contained to that anyway because the message of God, the good news, is so good that people in different cultures wanted to be part of it. You know, it's interesting that we all in different parts of the world, in different parts of the country, come at things from different angles. But what we can all seem to agree on is that we all want to be a part of this love of God. We all want to be a part of this plan of salvation and eternal life. And we all have inside of us that divine spark of goodness. We want to be good people. We want to do good things. And so Jesus tells us, and in, uh, at the 8 o'clock service where we use uh, the right one liturgy, we hear every single time uh, that we gather together, we hear the summary of the law. 
The first and great commandment is that you love God with all your heart and soul and strength. And the second is like unto it, that you love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. It's a beautiful saying, and it rolls off the tongue, and it's very easy to uh, enunciate, but not always easy to do. So we must bear in mind uh, and, and bear in our hearts that we always need to be on guard. We always need to be on guard to look for Christ in unexpected places because our human nature is such that we often make snap judgments and snap decisions about people. But take a step back, look a little more closely, dig a little bit deeper, and indeed you will find Christ there. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.